It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Monday edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your very humble and gracious host, Eric G. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon or this evening or the morning, whenever you happen to be listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. If you don't know who I am and you're brand new to what we're doing here, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm not a man of wealth, but maybe of taste. That That's completely up to you and, and your judgment there. But for four years, I did radio in Oklahoma City doing Oklahoma City Thunder postgame and doing some pregame on occasion. I've been to a lot of home games in the last five seasons as a member of the media because of my current work situation with Thunder Digest and with Locked On Thunder, I am now privileged enough to go to practice and shoot around when the Thunder are at home. And I like to be sort of the go-between for fans, coaches, and players and give you the information that I'm getting from them and then put it out here on the podcast and also give you my opinions on what's going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And today, I'm excited. Look, I'm always excited to do this because not only do I get a chance to talk to people in Oklahoma City, but the Thunder have a good fan base in New Zealand because of Steven Adams. Australia is a place where you're starting to see the Thunder grow some fans. And just all over the world, people love the NBA. So wherever you are listening to this podcast Thank you for listening and welcome in to Locked on Thunder. Killer podcast coming up for you today as we do every day here at Locked on Thunder. And in segment number one, I'm going to play a little Sam Presti here for you. And what I mean by that is I'm going to bow to public pressure and get out of my comfort zone and talk about what it would take for me to be on the Fire Billy Donovan bandwagon. It's a very hot topic. I've been accused of being too soft on Billy Donovan So we're going to jump down that rabbit hole today. Plus, there's a very good chance that Oklahoma City may not make the playoffs. They're only two games ahead of the Los Angeles Clippers for the seventh spot in the NBA's Western Conference playoffs. So what would be the ultimate fallout from Oklahoma City not making the playoffs? And what changes might you see in the organization if that were to happen? Coming up in segment number two, Billy Donovan, head coach of the Thunder, was also Corey Brewer's coach in Florida, or at Florida when Corey Brewer was in college. And we'll get to hear Billy Donovan's insight on what it was like to coach Corey in college and what it's like to deal with him now as a member of the association. Plus, we'll also discuss whether or not Corey Brewer could possibly start for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Billy Donovan left that door open today. And now we get to hear what not only not only what Billy Donovan had to say, but what exactly would that look like to see Corey Brewer on the floor? And who, who does this affect the most from the Oklahoma City Thunder? Corey Brewer taking up 
some very valuable minutes. And then finally, in segment number three, we'll look ahead to what the week is for the Oklahoma City Thunder. A lot of home games, four in fact. And are the Thunder going to be good enough to come out of this next stretch either 4-0 or 3-1? I think anything less than that should put up red flags, although it is the Thunder, and I think red flags have been up all season long. But just how much... How much higher will those red flags fly if the Thunder were to go 2-2 two and two and, dear God, 1-3 and three or 0-4 oh in this next four-game stretch? Before we get to all that, let me get to this and tell you that if you're a business owner, we would like you to contact our fearless leader, David Locke at D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. That's D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. We have very reasonable rates to be a part of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Plus, if you're looking for men between the ages of 18 and 44, that is our key demographic. And if those are the people that you see coming into your business and that's who you target, we can really help you out. 98% of the people that listen to this podcast are men. And about, what is it, 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I say that all the time. But we want to help you grow your business, and we want to help you be a part of something that we're always very excited about, which is Locked on Thunder, and of course, LockedOnThunder.com. Real quick, let me pimp the website and tell you that we're going to have audio, or excuse me, not audio, but video of Billy Donovan, Corey Brewer, and Paul George going up here shortly. All right, the big topic today, because... It is one on Oklahoma City Thunder fans' mind and has been for quite some time because this season, I don't think think there's anything wrong with saying that this season has been a disappointment. And in fact, it's probably being a little too light on the Oklahoma City Thunder. It hasn't quite been disastrous, but I don't think there's anybody that roots for this team or covers this team that'll tell you that the Thunder have met what the expectations were for this year. And it leads a lot of fans to saying that Billy Donovan needs to be fired. To be completely and totally transparent when talking about this, I do not agree with firing Billy Donovan. I think he's done an outstanding job as coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. In his first year, he gets to the Western Conference Finals and gets one game away from going to the NBA Finals. Of course, I understand the argument that the Thunder did blow away three games to one lead there. And if you want to pin the blame on someone, he's as good as any. Although Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook certainly had a hand in that. Last year, the Thunder were the sixth seed in the NBA playoffs. But let's face it, Kevin Durant wasn't here. And I know the argument because Kevin Durant did tweet that out. Although he didn't tweet it out as himself, he tweeted it out as a faux Twitter account, saying that Billy Donovan was one of the reasons that he left. So I get that argument. And now this season, with Carmelo Anthony and Paul George and all these great additions that the Thunder have had, Raymond Felton, Patrick Patterson, there is the sense that the Thunder should be a hell of a lot better than the seventh seed in the Western Conference. And I can't disagree with that. But I don't pin this on Billy Donovan I pin it on one, these players not being used to playing with each other and and trying to figure that out as the season's gone on. You've had injuries. Andre Robertson, the most notable injury that the Thunder have had this year, and certainly I think it's shown 
and proven that he's a guy that Oklahoma City misses when he's not in the lineup. But fans, because they've seen this team underperform, want Billy Donovan let go. And I always think that's like the lowest of low-hanging fruit when you talk about firing a coach because it doesn't always solve the problem. And I have stated forever that I believe that NBA coaches, your biggest job is managing personalities and not necessarily being a CEO type, but you're definitely upper management and you let your assistants having, you know, you let your assistants kind of deal with with the day-to-day operations. And I don't see any reason why Billy Donovan should be fired because I think a lot of the problems with the Thunder are mental and come from within. And only players can fix those. Very few times can a coach rearrange a guy's mind to make him perform better or get out of bad habits. And the worst habit the Thunder are in right now is just whatever happens between halftime and the beginning of the third quarter to make them let their guard down and especially let lesser teams come up and challenge them when they shouldn't. So what would it take for for me to say that Billy Donovan deserves to get fired? I think, one, Thunder not making the playoffs this year. At that point, I would probably want to change And it would only be change for change's sake, if that makes any sense. It would just be bringing in a new voice, letting players listen to that new voice, and hopefully they might respond a little bit better and have a fire lit under their butt. So one, not making the playoffs. Number two, and this is probably even bigger than number one, it should be number one on my list, and that is is there so much dissension in the ranks that Sam Presti is forced to make a decision? And what that means is Russell Westbrook not listening to Billy Donovan. Is he tired? Is he not getting along with him? Is Steven Adams? Is Paul George? Is Carmelo Anthony? If there is, if it's one player, it's Russell Westbrook. If Russell Westbrook certainly doesn't get along with Billy Donovan, you have no choice, but you're going to have to go get a new coach. But if it's a group of players, then you're going to then you're definitely going to make that decision. And, and at this point, I don't see or hear of any dissension among the ranks. I mean, Billy Donovan usually isn't critical of his players, and when he does, he does it with an incredible amount of tact. And I've never heard any member of the Oklahoma City Thunder criticize Billy Donovan. So if they're if there is dissension in the ranks or a break in the ranks, you're not hearing it from people with inside the organization. And lastly, the the last thing that I would need to be on the Fire Billy Donovan bandwagon, if Billy just was so staunch in his lineups the way that Scott Brooks was, and, and I'll look, full transparency again, I didn't think Scott Brooks deserved to be fired. And even though Scott Brooks was so rigid in how he maintained the Oklahoma City Thunder and those lineups, if Billy Donovan got to that point where he wasn't willing to maybe put Corey Brewer in the starting lineup if he thought he needed to be, or take Carmelo Anthony out at crutch time and put Patrick Patterson in, or just not not trying to at least throw stuff out there on the floor to see if it works, then I would say he need. He needs to be fired. But right now, I don't see Billy Donovan being a guy that, that's not willing to win. And the other thing that I I, I got to point this out is that when you talk about firing a guy, I always want to have replacements. 
And for me, the one guy that I would replace Billy Donovan with is Eric Spolstra out of Miami just because the guy has some skins on the wall and he looks like he knows how to handle a roster of superstars. If you can deal with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and all the guys they had on Miami, Udonis Haslam, etc. If you can deal with Deion Waiters uh, like he's had to for a couple of years, then I think Eric Spolstra is a guy that could come in and keep things running at, at a very good pace here in Oklahoma City. So he would be like the one guy. I don't think Mark Jackson's a fit here because we have to remember who runs the Oklahoma City Thunder and that's Sam Presti. And we know that Mark Jackson had some issues with management when he was at Golden State that rules out a guy like Tom Thibodeau. So if you're going to replace somebody, like when Sam Presti replaced Scott Brooks, you need to have a guy in mind and know that that guy is going to take the job because the last thing you want to do is be embarrassed when he turns you down. Real quick, the Thunder could possibly miss the playoffs this season, and that would be an absolute travesty. At that point, like I said earlier, we're we're talking about change. But if that were to happen, if the Thunder were to just tank these last few games of the season and ultimately not make the playoff, to me, the fallout of this, and and we we got into a big discussion today, in the Thunder waiting room is what does it mean to hold somebody accountable? Well, one, I think Sam Presti's going to hold himself accountable. And what I see from Sam Presti this year is a guy that bowed to public opinion and went out and got superstars when I think Sam Presti ultimately believes in watching a team grow together. But Sam Presti also said there was going to be risk. Either way you did it, there was going to be risk. Well, I think Sam Presti would ultimately hold himself accountable. And I think the biggest fallout of that is, is I don't, see any changes happening within the front office or with the coaching staff but I do see Sam Presti going back to his old ways and deciding that okay done this trade thing try to get all these hot names in for me it's all about building a team with a great nucleus this is the Locked on Thunder podcast I am your host Eric G coming up in segment number two what did Billy Donovan have to say about the possibility of Corey Brewer starting You'll hear that next. Business owners who are targeting men between the ages of 18 and 44, email David Locke at D-Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At ThunderDigest.com, especially if you're looking for that very coveted men 18 to 44 demographic because we have them here in Locked On Thunder And we're listened to by 98% men. 80% of those are between the age of 18 and 44. We would love to have you aboard. And you would enjoy being part of not only the Locked on Thunder podcast, but the Locked on Network. And I've said this before. If you're a business owner, you want me to come out and do a show, I'd love to do it. I'd love to get out of the home studio for a while and go do some shows on the road. So contact DLock, that's D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com. I always want to say at LockedOnThunder.com, but that's not it. It's D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. Billy Donovan today during practice had this to say about Corey Brewer's role 
with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm obviously having Corey here, who's a veteran. He's a wing player. He's experienced. My feeling is you need to try to incorporate and utilize everybody on the roster, you know, somehow. Now, to see how Corey incorporates with these guys, I don't know if the Portland game was a fair assessment, just one game. But I would say that the goal would be to get Corey more than 12 minutes a game. Now, whether that means starting him and coming off the bench, I'm not quite sure what's best because I don't have enough information to see him playing with those guys of what his role would be. Is he, would he be better for us in the second unit? Would he better be better for us starting? You know, would Josh be better in the second unit or better starting? Now, Josh has played some, st- some in the second unit because we've had him start some second quarters. But I think that's something we're going to have to figure out here on the fly a little bit. And I know there's not a lot of games left and a lot of time left to figure that out. But there may be some trial and error where you look at some things that may be good and you stick with it, maybe some things that aren't. But uh, my feeling would be to get Corey more playing time. But to say right now the goal is to start him or have him come off the bench, I, I don't know if I could say that. And sometimes it's about as short as you ever hear Billy Donovan talk. But when it comes to Corey Brewer, the fact that he could start, I, I'm not a big fan of messing with what's going on with the with the starting lineup right now. But if you feel that Corey Brewer's defense is going to out do what Josh Eustace is doing right now, and if Corey can just be some reasonable facsimile of what Andre Robertson is, go ahead and throw him out. No big issue with that there whatsoever. But where Billy hit the nail on the head, and we've said this ad nauseum on this podcast, is Corey Brewer is only going to give you about 12, 13 minutes every night. And that's about the most you can expect from this guy. I'm still not crazy about this signing, but it also falls under that category of there wasn't really anyone you could go out and get that made the Thunder that much better than all the teams they're clogged up with in the Western Conference. So this is sort of maybe the best case scenario for Oklahoma City because you have a guy in Billy Donovan who's familiar with Corey Brewer and maybe he can get through to him. But I think you've got to let Corey Brewer play. And I was asked by... Josh Lloyd, who hosts the Locked on Fantasy podcast, what about Corey Brewer taking away minutes from guys like Alex Sabrinas? What what about him taking minutes away from a guy like Terrence Ferguson? It's getting close to playoff time. And we know what the Thunder's philosophy is. And the Thunder philosophy is simple. They prefer veterans at playoff time than younger players or rookies at playoff time. And when it comes to Alex Sabrinas, he's been so inconsistent this year I don't have a lot of confidence with him going into the postseason. And Terrence Ferguson, while I haven't seen him quite hit a rookie wall this year, and I think that's a tribute to him playing in the NBL in Australia and playing against bigger, physical, better competition, the playoffs are a much different beast. And if those guys' minutes are going to be limited and Corey Brewer's going to get those minutes, I'm all right with that because I like the Thunder want as much experience on the floor as I can possibly get. Now, as far as Billy Donovan getting the opportunity to coach Corey Brewer one more time and how much that has changed between college and the association, Billy, what do you have to say, sir? Yeah, I mean, it's been been great. I mean, obviously my time with him is so much different, you know, when he was 18, 19 years old and three years in college to now the guy's got 11 years in the NBA under his belt. Now, we've kept in touch during all that time, but... Um, yeah, just him. I mean, he's obviously a guy that uh, you know, I love to death and shared a lot of incredible experiences together. I love his family. Um, you know, for me uh, to be able to be re- reunited at the NBA level with a, a, a player you coached in college is, you know, is always great. But, uh, 
He's a grown man, and um, like I said, when he first came here in Phoenix, uh, you know, we embraced each other. The biggest thing right now is him getting acclimated to, to the team and to the players and those kind of things, and he's got enough experience under his belt. He'll figure things out as, as, as things go on. It's funny, and you can see the video of this on LockedOnThunder.com. I'm sorry I didn't have audio of it, but the video is up on LockedOnThunder.com, is that Corey Brewer said that Billy used to constantly get on him during practice at at Florida. And it's not that I can't see Billy Donovan getting on someone. I'm sure he can. But just his demeanor. Like, I've never seen Billy Donovan mad. Even after bad losses, I've seen him disappointment. I've seen him be critical of players and talk about what players need to do to ultimately get better so the result changes. But I've never seen Billy Donovan just explode on someone. So I would have given anything to be a fly on the wall during those practices, especially with those Florida teams that won those national championships back-to-back, just to see Billy Donovan now and compare him to the way that he was then. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment number three, the Thunder have a huge week ahead of them. So how is it going to turn out? We discuss that next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked on NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked on NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If your company is interested between men the between the ages of 18 and 44, then email David Locke at DLock D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. 98% of the people who listen to this podcast are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. And we can help your business grow. We get a lot of people listening to this podcast. And we would love you not only to be a sponsor, but tell your friends about Locked on Thunder. Tell them about how much fun it is to listen to and and what you get out of it every day. And you can say, man, that goofball Eric G just talks and talks and talks. Yeah, I'm good with that. But uh, listen to, not only listen to the Locked on Thunder podcast, but email David Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E at thunderdigest.com and be a part of the Locked On Thunder Network. I think I just said thunderdigest.com. I knew I was going to screw that up. David, I'm sorry. It's D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. There, I got it right. That's D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. And this also tells you that I don't I don't go back and edit this stuff. I did radio for so long that I just sort of let things fly. I don't know if that's good or bad in podcasting, but but I'm so used to things getting out on the air and your mistakes getting out on the air that that I'm I'm willing to live with that in podcast form as well. All right, for the Oklahoma City Thunder this week, they need to go no worse than 3 and 1 during this homestand. And it all starts Tuesday night against the Houston Rockets. The Thunder have only played them once this year. That was on Christmas Day. The Thunder are 1 and 0 against the Rockets and Three and one versus the Rockets in Golden State this year. I want to keep reminding people of that because when we talk about the six and eleven between the other teams that are log jammed there in the Western Conference, they are three and one versus Golden State and Houston. And 
That's why Russell Westbrook tells us that he's not worried about the Thunder once it comes to playoffs. Coming up, you've got another game against Phoenix. The Suns always play Oklahoma City tough. The Thunder don't seem to understand that yet. So that game scares the heck out of me. That and the Sacramento game, which happens a week from today in this homestand, I think are the two scariest games Oklahoma City plays because they play down to their competition and don't take those seems serious enough. And I'm begging. I am to the point where I am begging the Thunder. Please give us a full 48 minutes when they play the Kings and the Suns this coming week. Just just one time. I want to see them demolish teams that are that are that bad and teams who are out of the playoff picture. And then on Saturday night, which is primetime ABC game, it's the Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. And the Spurs are banged up enough now with LaMarcus Aldridge and his sprained ankle and, of course, Kawhi Leonard. Latest news on Kawhi Leonard, and this is fabulous. Kawhi Leonard now has had talk stall with the Jordan brand. And he is so just not San Antonio. If there's one thing you can say about Kawhi Leonard, he is not that typical San Antonio guy. And I cannot wait until the offseason rolls around and we see whether or not Kawhi Leonard ultimately ends up getting traded. But those are all four very winnable games for Oklahoma City because they always play well versus Houston Two teams below 500, and now a reeling Spurs team that you can't help but take advantage of. Where would my confidence level be on saying that the Thunder are going to go 3-1? and one? At best, I'd say it's 40-60, meaning 40% I think they can do it, 60% I think they don't. And the Thunder have just found ways to ultimately disappoint this year, and I see no reason to think that that won't be the case here, but... I'm hoping. I put myself in the hope category that maybe the Thunder go 3-1 and one this week with a loss to Houston, and we're feeling a little bit better as they head towards these last few games here in the NBA regular season. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we will hear from Billy Donovan about Houston and how difficult they are to guard compared to other teams. We'll also hear Paul George talk about that. And Billy Donovan was asked a very interesting question today about Mike D'Antoni, head coach of the Houston Rockets, and about him being sort of a one-dimensional coach. And earning that reputation really is a guy that doesn't like or coach defense. So we'll get to hear that as well coming up tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. I always like to close the podcast by quoting my favorite rock band, Rush, and just pull out of their very deep library of lyrics. So I'm going to do this one today and say, remember, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. This has been Locked on Thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.